Hey, yo, what's good, what's good, what's good? Welcome to Reflections of a DJ, the road podcast presented by DJ City and Beat Source. I'm one of your hosts, DJ Crooked. We got DJ Never here. Yo, what's up? Big Papi Chulo with the with the, with the the shape of bed. Papi Chulo, DJ Never. <laughs> you in the Bronx. Never's in the Bronx right I'm now. In the Bronx. I, had in the to, Bronx. I had to look like Victor the part. Yeah. He's checking on go check his bodegas. Yeah, he's checking on his bodegas. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we got DJ D Miles. What's good? We got uh DJ Jamie the Great. I'm calling you DJ now. Respect. I know. Look at me. I You're finally got now. it. You're working four more years. You're working more, working than, more than, all than all of us. All of us now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what up? And uh yo, we got a special guest. I I've been noticing him and his remixes. He's got these ill ass hip hop cumbia remixes. You know, Jamie and I have been talking about cumbia for for a minute. He's from Chicago. He's a Red Bull three-style regional champion in Chicago, and we're really happy to have him here. I'd like to welcome my man, Boy Genius. What's good, fam? Yes, sir. What's up? Peace, peace. Yo, what's, what's up, up, man? How you good, doing, bro? Love, love. Man, yeah. I'm so well. Thank you guys for having me. I'm yeah. I'm too blessed. Thank you. I, I also failed to mention that you have an ill-ass Twitch stream, which is really oh, great. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And you, I can't wait to get into all of that. Thank yeah, yeah. you. I, I'm so grateful for your eyes and your presence and your time, bro. That's, you know, that takes a lot of patience. Nah, to, yeah. Nah, I, I, you. you know, I've been noticing, you know, you caught my attention a lot uh, a few weeks ago because we had Sujit on the on the pro, on the the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And Sujit, yes. you know, he's from Scam Artists, uh, you know, Never and D and I on uh, Scam Artist Management. And mm-hmm. we were talking about Twitch DJs. And, uh, you know, will they be in demand in club bookings? And Suja was saying something to the effects of like, nah, they, you know, like they're not going to be as relevant as the, the, the OGs or the veterans who have the relationships, you know, and, mm-hmm. and relationships yeah. do play a big factor in a lot of business. You know what I'm saying? 100%. Yeah. And then you tweeted out um, and then we were kind of talking about, you know, is there space for new bloods and like for new DJs to come into the picture? Right. And it's kind of tough, you know what I mean, for for mm-hmm. for new for new jacks to come in and rookies to come in and like the younger DJs, the new generation. And then you tweeted out, if no new bloods walk in, then outside quotations was never about DJing, but about who can suck dick faster. I, I like mm-hmm. the boldness. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so like he when said, I read that, I was yeah. like, "Yep, that's yeah, him. Yeah, 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 that's him." So he said, well, then outside was never about DJing, but it was about who can suck dick faster and who listens the best, not who listens to music. Twitch users were never outside, vice versa. I would shit on any club DJ from home, and for the record, most Twitch DJs would too. Can you elaborate on this? I'm a little- All of that. I, can, I, can you elaborate? Can you expand shit. on this pause? Hell yeah, I'm going to go straight to the tweet so I can look at it yeah. all. Because, no, I just heard it back right now and I feel all of that still. Like, Every word still hits. Yeah, man, all of that. Because uh, don't get me wrong, much love and respect to much love and respect to everything that's going on with scam artists. Yeah, I'm yeah. speaking towards the idea of the only thing I had to disagree with with Suchin is the whole pay your dues situation. It's like, who's paying your dues? What what dues? Who the fuck is paying any kind of dues right now mm-hmm. in DJing? fuck are we talking about paying dues? I see anybody that wants to be a DJ can be a DJ and can be- get booked anywhere in the fucking world at any time. Doesn't matter how long they've been fucking DJing in today's atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I have, a, I have a real, I'm starting to understand today's DJ. I'm starting to also unlearn a lot of old DJing mindsets. And uh, I think that's very important to, to speak out towards, to give people an opportunity to say, hey, I also 
uh, want to participate on this level. And if you are the booking agent, like, I think that's just lazy in my opinion. Like, don't, you're not going to do your research. You're not going to allow new relationships to develop in a new form. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's something that has to be, you know, really unlearned. Right. Of the whole dude situation, it's like, no, man, I don't see anybody paying dues. And if you're putting people in a scenario where they have to pay dues, I don't know if I would like to work in that environment because that's me personally. And I'm sharing that because I'm not the only one that feels this way. I have conversations with locals, with people that travel, that always come to Chicago. And, you know, they're a part of a, of a, of a network where they get flown all over the place and they work for agencies. And I'm always like, I've always wanted to try to do that, but I felt like the irony of that whole situation is you get into environments where they're pressured to make money. And I'm not sure if I ever want to work in that environment. So like the Twitch DJ has, has allowed a new breath of fresh air for like music, a uh, character for um, space and development for like a performance. I wrote a few things down about that. Uh, I'm so happy you asked because it's such a big topic. It's such a big topic. Well, yeah, let me, I, let me hear you what you wrote. I want to hear what you wrote. So I wrote, in, in response to that specifically, I said, the experience lived by scam artist DJs is not the experience every DJ has. Yeah. And I want to prove that moving forward where it's like real DJs provide an experience. Why not give club goers a new experience by booking a DJ such as somebody that made themselves pop on Twitch? Because when you're presented on Twitch and you take hold of the platform, you can literally build whatever the fuck you want to build. And it, it really is about how you treat your crowd mm -hmm. and how you massage, uh, massage them and you like train them to, you know, be in your space right. and just like any other environment, you know what I mean? Like if you're in a nightclub, people understand the rules of what to do and what not to do in this space. That's the value I'm watching grow in, in, in DJing right now. So it's like, oh man, we got to embrace this brand new batch of DJs that actually have carried their crates because I consider Twitch DJing the new crates. If we're going to pay dues, let's consider that. Um, and, if, and now I have to speak towards the people that didn't get up in DJ, that waited, that was relying on those relationships. Like he mentioned, I want to speak towards that. It's like, cool, you can do that too. Mm -hmm. You can exist too. But what I think you fail to realize is that a Twitch DJ that has now gone through all the struggles of the computer situation, the camera situation, understanding the Twitch lingo, understanding how to benefit and remix the entire platform of Twitch to benefit a DJ so that you could start monetizing, gathering subscriptions, you know, training your crowd how to participate in the Twitch world. You, you miss the whole experience of self-worth, in my opinion, mm -hmm. because there's a new class of DJ that exists right now. And they're now Twitch DJs. And I consider them at a high level, all of them, every one of them, because the courage is the most important part mm -hmm. to get in front of a fucking camera, to put your name out there, to stand next to something that you're doing on Twitch. That's tough, whether you're actually DJing or not. I look out for that speed, that space, because in my opinion, I don't, I don't have like a chip. I don't have like a belt, like I'm not decorated like that. So I'm still on the ground. Like I still see everything. I see all the nasty shit that happens in the club culture. I see the, you know, the $250 deals that get brought down to $150 deals. And in most cases I'm scrapping for those two. And I also have found myself in a space where I can't work with certain minded individuals. So like, I'm very, very aware of, Hey, the Twitch DJ is a very specific 
designed human that has a new level of want, like a new level of I'm going to go get this shit. I'm going to go do this. Mm-hmm. And that's something I have to respect. And we also all have to acknowledge. I have a, I have a question in response to some of what you just said. Yeah, run it. Um, so I think you're exactly right. Like there's always a level of pressure to make money in these nightclubs, right? Mm-hmm. So the DJ that's doing these nightclubs sometimes has to conform to that to that venue. Correct. How can a Twitch DJ Ooh. still be 100% creative with feeling that pressure to make money? Is that something that you think can can coexist like on both sides? Like oh. being able to be 100% creative and still appeasing these venues that are trying at the bottom at the at the end of the day have a have a bottom line that they're trying to hit. Right. I think the entire understanding of how a DJ is utilized in that environment should be rethought because of the fact that the monetization of DJing that has happened recently through Twitch just basically has never been, never existed. So like, let's just remove the venue completely. Let's get out of those environments as a whole. And let's figure out a way to start a conversation. In the future for me, the way I see it in like five, six years, if if we all, in my perfect world, if we all got in line and understood that we can take this shit uh, to this level where we DJs, Venues are no longer booking, or I'm sorry, DJs are no longer booking themselves at venues. Venues are booking DJs from off of their schedule based off of what we want to do. And there's so many times throughout the day all over the world that DJs can be utilized. Like there's a new dance floor every hour, every half hour. And that's a brand new way I feel like that has, I feel like has just missed, has been missed, I feel by a lot of our community in the sense of the local, not so much the big name DJs. There's a lot of people on Twitch. I'm saying the idea of how to know what you're worth. If you're on Twitch and you're DJing and you're trying to make money, it's not going to work. Um, Let me just say that flat out. You could try your ass off and you can work, but you're going to be working backwards in my sense, because now you have an opportunity on Twitch to Really find out who your crowd is and also find out a new crowd because also to Suchin's point, yes, the people that are on Twitch were never outside. And that's very important to understand. They're not club goers, but they're equally motivated to support you in more ways than just money because money isn't the only currency. An emote that goes up when I'm DJing to express how they feel about what I'm doing is a little bit deeper than uh, getting tipped or getting paid at the end of the night to me personally. All of this. And, you know, we talk about prices too in nightclubs and shit that should be, you know, fluctuating whether you're going to get paid more or pay less. I think it's important to know that there's a new value in general. So we can actually tell people what it is. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think the perspective is, is special through Twitch because, in my opinion, I'm not going outside. And I made that decision. I'm sitting inside all 2021. I don't have no reason to go outside for the simple existence of the politics that exists here in Chicago. I don't find myself needing to go through any of that shit personally in my headspace. I don't want to be in those environments mm-hmm. and I won't stand for it. Having now gained all this control. Nah. So I got a question. So you're not going to do any more venues. You're not until 2022. In the past year or so, you've been able to kind of really generate a core following on Twitch and you want to develop that more in 2021 rather than, maybe feel like you're abandoning them in, in the year for like, you know, outside gigs or like, you know, actual venues. So mm-hmm. you're like saying, you know what, I'm, I'm going to keep riding this, this Twitch 
this Twitch, um, you know, uh, what do you call it? Wave, right? It's not a wave, but, you know, I'm going to keep writing this Twitch format. or Yeah. And then and then see where it goes. And then I'll start reevaluating exactly maybe towards the end of the year where my career is for outside venues and, and how that can develop, right? Is, is that in a sense? Well, it, you know, you're very correct. Um, it's just there's more to that. Like, there's so many more things why I'm doing this. Right. I've been DJing for 19 years this year. So me, in my opinion, I see myself doing this for another 20 anyway. So the way I look at it, what's a year? What's two years as an experiment to really zero all the way the fuck in, explore and find all the portals and then come back and be like, guys, look what I found. Yeah, yeah. This is something I think. And it's like, I don't do bad business. Like I'm on none of the faces of Chicago and I'm still here. So it's like, I don't have to play the fucking game, so to speak. I created a new one. And I had to buy, you know, survival stake. Like I had to do what I did because I'm not going to DJ on the fucking radio in Chicago. I'm not going to be at this nightclub and deal with this bullshit just to be in these in this nightclub. And that's no offense to anybody that does that shit. I'm just saying I'm not going to do that shit. And I'm me. So I'm going to say what I feel in that space because we're talking about DJing and what the value is. So I've I've learned that a long time ago in all of my experiences. I've been every single type of DJ. So I've learned what I want to do and don't want to do, and everybody can exist. So I want to exist how I want to exist. This is what I'm going to carve out for myself and others that want to try to do something new because new is uncomfortable. New doesn't feel good. I'd love to have somebody else to fucking potentially bounce an idea off of you know but i'm pretty lonely over here like it's really hard to develop a conversation with somebody else without uh having to explain something like, i just like to have a conversation we know what the fuck we're talking about yeah, um you know you you recently tweeted something out and it was about your city of chicago you see you know like you were like are there any real djs in chicago <clears throat> you know uh that like music and produce understand yeah. musical theory and can discuss the math of music i'd like to meet you and jam if we can and do you just feel and, and you know like you feel like um from, from what you're talking about the club scene in chicago and maybe your experience with the bar nightclub nightlife in chicago it doesn't it, it seems like you know it seems like you, you've been done dirty or you just had some really bad experiences. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just like I said, having been every single DJ, you start to develop a certain opinion about the environments you're in and what everybody's pretending to be OK with. It's like, well, what, what, what uh, is the what is the Chicago club scene like? Because I honestly like, okay. you know, I've from done, my perspective, only from my perspective, yeah, because I've done. Yeah, I've done like Tao Chicago. I did like Paris back in the day, you know, Studio Paris. Yep. And Studio yeah, to Paris. me, that's not the that's not the scene at all. Right. So to me, like that was kind of Chicago conforming to like a Las Vegas, you know, Miami uh, nightclub kind of theme in 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 their city of chicago do you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. yeah and, no if you want to be seen on instagram that's exactly where you go right you want to participate in a version a very you know midwest version of what happens in vegas you know it's you go to those spots and in my opinion i mean there's so many other things that exist in chicago that need to be highlighted outside of those things mm -hmm. like uh i'll talk about the events that i know about before corona yeah um so like they had East Room. Like, you had to be at these parties. Like, we threw massive parties in, these, in this space that uh, 
was owned by Zach Eastman and was an incredible visionary, in my opinion. I love what everything he's done. He's such a good dude. Him and Derek Berry, who did uh, Saved by the Max, which is out in L.A. East Room is a space that had a whole hub of really local, great DJs, all the way from Quest One R.I.P., to like a local DJ named Kimani Show, who was a party rocker. The one that will just rock the motherfucking party at all levels. Me and my friends, like I threw a party there called Real Love, a tribute to 90s R&B. And it was a four hour just run through R&B. So we're able to do things like that. Yeah. You know, bring our ideas to life and put them in front of a crowd that would appreciate them. So we have like, you know, 200 people in this bitch motivated to be here. You know, and that to me is the scene. Those are the parties I think need to get highlighted in the spaces that we want. I would love to share with you guys, mm-hmm. you know, with everybody. Like, yo, yeah, take that shit. I'm not saying don't get booked that towel. I'm not saying don't, yo, get that money. Yeah. Do what the fuck you got to do and then come over here. Right. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, that's what I'm saying. Everyone can exist. Yeah, yeah. I want all of that for everyone. I'm saying, don't forget that there's also this here. And that's what I hate about. Right. Our, our thing in Chicago, and I scream Chicago, I'm always gangbanging Chicago in a sense because it's, we get flown over, we just get used, and that's how I feel like the city also treats our nightclub scene. So, like, my homies get flown in, like Miles and Dina, Jay Espinosa, mm-hmm. and they are in these spots, and I'm always just like, cool, yeah, but come over here and smoke a blunt with me when you're done with that. Right, uh, right. You know, I'm not going to, if I come through, I'm going to come through and I'm going to sit right next to you. And uh, it's going to be cool, but I'm not really in those spots. I wouldn't say I support any of those spots based off of the politics in DJing and who I am. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of compromise my friendships in that space because it's like, you guys are on that side. Yeah. And uh, the way I, I DJ for a living, this is my life. So I see my future being compromised if I am associated with what's going on here. Yeah. And uh, I want to stand on this hill and I'll die on it too because it's what's right to me. It's what I understood to be right because you could be a DJ at any level. You can, you can create yourself to be a DJ and all those levels can exist. But in today's atmosphere, if we're not playing this game, if there is no game to play, like if nobody's playing the game, you know what I mean? Like visibility in, in the sense like people don't make mixed clouds, people don't make YouTube pages, people don't make sound clouds. Mm-hmm. That level of DJing where they're not really DJing, in my opinion, you're just out here getting booked. What are you doing for us? If you're going to be in all these public spaces, yeah, yeah, you know, for the nightclub scene and whatnot. And um, unfortunately, East Room is closed down now, even before Corona. I, I like I'm saying, like that whole other side. Yeah, you can make a lot of money over there, but can we not focus on? Where are the spaces that don't want to focus on money and focus on creating moments? Like, can we give the people in the space a fucking vibe where they're all motivated to be in that shit and they all want to be there? I know that shit exists all over the world. I know there's parties all over the world that do that shit. I'm just speaking towards what I've seen here and what I would like to see more of. And that's what I'm saying. Twitch is a space where you can do that. I've brought now digital versions of my parties that I've been a part of and I put them on Twitch. So like Timbuk Tuesdays, we did that for the last, uh, for the first, my first run to kind of test everything. And I brought... DJs on every Tuesday and then we threw a big thing at the end of the year with Scratch Bastard and that was a big deal for me to be able to show everybody in Chicago like this is possible now we can work like this I'm like let's not turn all that other shit off I'm not saying fuck all that we're gonna need that eventually but for right now I think it's important that we all focus on this because uh, to be able to generate two three thousand dollars out of thin air 
based off of donations for the Timothy Francis Jones Foundation, uh, I thought that was very important to just be like, hey, if we all put our energy to this, we could probably get 20 grand like we normally do at the House of Blues events that we throw at the end of the years. And, and, um, and just as a reference, you're speaking about Timbuktu, Chicago DJ, unfortunately passed away. I believe in like 2015, right? But he was a really big fixture in the Chicago scene. I mean, he he DJed for uh, Kanye West, of course, and you know, Kwali Common, Lupe Dela. When Maceo yeah. got sick, De- you know, Tim was DJing for Dela Soul. And and then you guys had that Tim Buck Tuesdays party. I mean, is it like ten years? Ten years? You guys started ten years. Together? So Tim started Tim Buck Tuesdays at a place called The Shrine, which, like I said, unfortunately gets eat up by the economics here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Like, that's also got shut down. Like, they, they cared about their artistry. They cared about their lineup. Like, you would get a fucking motivated monthly, like, yo, next week, Pete Rock. And then the following, you know, like, people yeah. would come to that spot. So Tim would throw Tim Buck Tuesdays in there. And I've been to a few of them, just not even knowing Tim really at that time. Like, just being there, like, there's a fucking vibe. Like, the most beautiful women, like everything. It was great. <laughs> Music is loud as fuck. Everything sounds great. He did that there for three years and then he uh, moved the party over to a spot called Beauty Bar. One time Tim called me and was like, uh, Ruben, I need an opening DJ tonight. I got your number from this dude. Are you interested in opening for me? And I'm like, hell yeah. You know what I mean? Like, are you serious? You're fucking Timbuk too, of course. You know what I mean? Like, what are we doing? Where are we at? And he's like, Timbuk Tuesday, man. What the fuck? And I'm like, oh, word, you're still doing that? You know, like, I'm in my own world doing my own thing. He was just like, yo, I just, I feel like you would be able to, to open up and handle this with the R&B, like hip hop. Just, just come through and do your thing. I DJed and he pulled up at like midnight and I'm, I'm kind of looking around like, where are you, Tim? Like, where are you, man? Because I'm about to turn it up, man, because I'm not going to let them go to waste. You, you told me to DJ. I'm going to DJ. Tim walks in. is like, yo, I'm ready. Taps my shoulder and straight up in like two minutes, this dude was ready. And I remember watching it that first night and I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Like, this is how you fucking perform as a DJ. Like, this is a performance where he is hosting, you know, Shot Town, what's up? Where you at? You know, calling the, the, killing the music and shit and people are screaming the words and it was a great, I was just like, damn, like he really had them right here. Just completely shattered everything I knew about DJing mm-hmm. and like, you know, the structure. Cause I, I was taught how to DJ from mixtape DJ. So like you have to blend four bars, eight bars, 16 to keep a groove, so to speak. Right. Um, but that doesn't necessarily work in a nightclub or a party atmosphere to keep that shit like that, you know, just so predictable in a way. Uh, that's not how it would work. So he would like break that shit. He would be like two bars, one bar in the middle of a verse, drop another track from the second verse and just fucking chop all this shit up. And, you know, a lot of slamming, not so much blending. And I'm like, holy fuck, this motherfucker gives a fuck about DJing. Like he gives a fuck about all those things. And it's apparent. And he's in full control of all of it. And when I started doing Timbuk Tuesdays, I was there every Tuesday after that. And uh, it was off the strength. Like, he, you know, we would just, I would just work for him. I was almost like his apprentice in that space because I was learning the ins and outs, what the business was and how the flyer should look and how he felt about the fonts that they would use when he would give flyers to us mm-hmm. and like how he would design flyers and have photo shoots for flyers to the point where other DJs were still that shit, not knowing that Tim had that photo shoot done. That's not an internet photo. You know what I mean? Like very specific things he did with that. And that party was juking for about six, seven years. 
So Tim passed away, and then we, as a collective, met up that weekend, and I thought of what we're going to do with Timbuk Tuesdays. I felt like I had a bunch of, like a janitor ring of keys mm-hmm. for like different parts of the game. You know what I mean? I know which door was what. I knew I had the keys, though. So um, Tim really showed me what the value is on that side too. Like what he does for Timbuk Tuesdays and how he curates it and how he DJed five days a week on the radio, hosted his own show on Friday nights, and then would run to Timbuk Tuesdays. Dude, go through his whole weekend, but then be like, yo, Tuesdays. And text me, good morning, it's Tuesday. You know what I mean? And it's like, <laughs> yo, I, who's, you know, Fuck, now I got to get ready. Like, I'm, you know what, Tim? I'm bringing wax tonight, and I'm not even going to tell you. And you can tell that that was his only real outlet in all of the media that he was doing, you know, to participate in the game of DJ, which was at that point was like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Like, if you just work your ass off, you make, you know, you, you thorough about this shit, you should have a position in this game. And he did. He covered all those bases. He was the best DJ on 107.5. He did events with Sway in the Morning, uh, when they were doing BET roundtables, um, he was very much part of the hip hop culture. When he passed away, we had the, I felt like we got to, nah, uh, nah, we got to do something. Like I, I cried. I did. And I didn't want to anymore because I was like, nah, Tim wouldn't. Why? We need to, we need to move this. So like we did Timbuk Tuesdays, the following Tuesday, everybody was asking me. And that's when I found out, okay, I got the keys now, I guess. It's a lot of pressure, right? So, yeah, it, it was a lot of pressure, but yeah. it was it was something I felt like I was already ready for. And that's what I'm saying. Like, he taught me yeah, yeah. what to do already. So it's like, I just never really had to do it all by myself. We did Timbuk Tuesdays. We did, we did a party. I have a whole picture right here with everybody's got their tools up in the air. And it was all community-based, you know what I mean? So, like, we, we blew out Beauty Bar which we already knew we had to do something for everybody to be accommodated. So we did this other poster over here where we uh, did Timbuk Tuesdays at the Metro and we brought 15 or 1,700 people to Chicago in 10 days to support the Timothy, Found- Timothy Francis Jones Foundation. Crazy. And then we started, a fi- we started a 5013C and now, you know, everything is situated and organized. And so now we donate to Rush Hospital uh, here in Chicago to fund cancer research but you know having to do all that stuff i really i learned so much um about business about human relationships about uh, understanding responsibility of who i am and what i do and even though i'm not a champion people see me as a champion so it's like i gotta figure out how to balance that shit out without feeling too much about what the fuck i'm watching going on you know what i mean and I'm very, I, I have to say something because if I don't, nobody will. I swear to God. Well, you're really, yeah. you're, you're very vocal on Twitter. I feel like, you know. Twitter's my, I, I saw a beautiful tweet today, man. It's true. Like Twitter's my diary. And I've said that before. I just never said that on Twitter. It's like, I actually had to make a new Twitter because I thought it was weird to have 5,000 followers on tweet on Twitter and not for like anything else other than my angry tweets about my you know the shit i want to see on text like i do that for myself i want to see what the fuck these words look like because one i don't want to feel like i'm fucking crazy because does anybody see this shit is anybody looking 
is this okay with everybody? Because if that's okay, then let me know so I can be okay with it too. But if we're not gonna talk about it, then what the fuck? And what I'm alluding to is just all this, just the bullshit that we have in DJing that there's like a whole group of people that exist now that DJ without knowing how to DJ. Yeah, well, a lot of them are on TikTok, right? A lot of them True. are, yeah. You know, yeah. that. but then a lot of them are at your local club. A lot of them are yeah. opening for some other DJs. A lot of them have taken up opportunities because of their relationships. Mm-hmm. And I'm really understanding why that, like I'm saying, all of that can exist. And that should be the name of this. All of this can exist. Everyone can exist. Because <laughs> And we wanted to just put your name up there, but okay, <laughs> as a title of this. No, no, everyone can exist. Because there's also <laughs> shit I've gotten into on Twitter where just, just because of shit, man. Like people just don't. Like when every time I speak about DJing, the more I speak about DJing, the more I realize nobody's DJing. Because if you're getting offended about what I'm saying, then oh fuck, like ah man, I don't even know how to explain it to you. You don't even know your history. You don't even know how difficult this could be. Well, I mean, um, they, I mean, some of the things you said in that previous tweet with Suja, right? Like mm-hmm. I would shit on any club DJ from home, you know, and for the record, most Twitch DJs would. Like mm-hmm. some club DJs might take offense to that. Some club DJs might take offense to, you know, like it's all relationships and like club DJs are like professional dick suckers and all of this stuff, you know? Like I see both oh, sides. Yeah. I see both sides to shit, you know? So I when see. When you say it like that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you say it like how I said it, <laughs> if you say it like how I said it, you know, with my words, yeah, I might, you know, and that's what I'm saying. A lot of, I have a tone right. because I'm still active. Yes, I'm still part of all of this and i don't even think an idea of competing in today's atmosphere is true so, so i've let all i let all that shit go so so like i don't really have a a care when i speak about that that shit because right. i know i exist and there's many of others so yeah just like everything else like i've seen some shade towards twitch djs yeah so it's like yo all right boom 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 here's some from you you know what i mean like I got a question. Have you always been this outspoken on Twitter on Twitter before the pandemic? Oh yeah, I mean it's not even just that. It's not even just Twitter. It's it's more of the understanding of what the internet is. It's a big ass microphone and it's also a big ass ocean. And a tweet to me is a worm in the ocean. Uh what I've learned having created a new t- a Twitter that it's not even the amount of followers I have no matter what everything I fucking say. And this is a problematic thing for me that I'm discovering now is is loud or, or maybe it's just true you know and that's what i feel like i'm learning about the internet now having remixed it i don't care too much about the internet i i mute everybody on the internet i don't even want to see opinions i follow the knicks i want to see derrick rose highlights i like cuttlefish you a nick wait, <laughs> wait you a knicks fan I, I noticed that you a knicks fan huh i'm a, a derrick rose fan he's a d rose fan d rose fan uh originally from chicago oh, yeah, yeah. guys i met derrick rose last year i literally spoke it into existence the uh, all-star weekend was in chicago Interesting. Derrick Rose, yes, number four, New York Knicks. <laughs> from New York now. We're here. He definitely helped New York this year. <laughs> New York needed that shit, man, for real. Yeah. Yo, and it's true, man. If New York's up, it's good for all of basketball. Oh, 100%. And, uh, and, and shout to 
Julius Irving, or what? I'm sorry, Julius Irving. What's Randall. 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 Julius Randall. I'm thinking of other things in basketball. Uh, no, I'm thinking like we have so many things that have happened in basketball. And from a Chicago perspective, for me to be rooting for New York is so weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is weird. I, I was going to say that's fucking weird. That's definitely Yeah, weird. bro. And that kind of, if you just think about, if you think about the parallels of how that exists and then try to understand me, you will understand me better as what I am because I am a Nick fan from Chicago. And that's literally all the shit that I lie on. I kind of go the other way too right. for everything else. It's 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 oh. interesting like um talking to you talking to you and learning more about you. Um cuz you know when you when your outspokenness, you know, about club DJs and you know there there has been this kind of animosity or I don't know, some type of competition between t- Twitch DJs and club DJs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've had certain dudes just say like, "Yo, this is like you know, Boy Genius is like, you know, he's like a disgruntled, like, bedroom DJ. Like, you know, and, and he like, you know, like, there's club DJs that are, are saying that. Which is true. <laughs> where you, you know what I'm saying? Where like, oh, like, the 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 dudes who are mad at club DJs couldn't couldn't get into the clubs or they couldn't hack it in the clubs. And, you know, I see it. I see it in very different ways because, you know, when you were saying like, well, how does like a club DJ pay dues? Like, what is it? What is that exactly? And it's very not sim- in today's atmosphere. Yeah. Well, I'm, I feel like paying dues in the clubs is very similar to Twitch. Right. You have to know your environment. You have to know the crowd. You have to know. Mm-hmm. You have to know. You know, no one is accepting of you in the beginning. You know, like there's unless you're already tapped in, which some DJs might be like you have to kind of prove yourself. You got to earn the respect of other club DJs. And I'm talking about long ago, maybe in like Mm -hmm. the 90s or the 2000s. I mean, it might be a completely different environment now. But paying dues then is like reading a crowd, knowing when to switch things up, getting hired by different promoters who have different crowds and different parties. Like all of these are kind of things of paying dues. And after a while, you build relationships to the point where. Someone would go to a Neva or D Miles or even myself and they'd be like, We're not gonna try this new guy just because you know, like they don't know the format. They don't know the formula. And honestly, the formula is it is predominantly making money, right? It's how do we Right, keep- no, hundred yeah. percent. So I'm like, just saying yeah. I feel like there is in a way I kinda audited the the scenario of how DJs make money and how do you expect somebody to pay their bills, bro? <laughs> um, not through DJing, not through DJing. If you're trying to make money DJing, I think you should you should get all the way out. So you you look at DJing more of a craft and a passion than a career. I think everyone deserves to have a DJ that thrives off yeah. the way DJing is in in general. And I think there's more money, more value, more uh, more uh, responsibility that needs to be taken from a sponsor's perspective to help out a DJ to alleviate some of the issues that could potentially be drowning that DJ from having to create all the imagery, having to create all the language, having to stress about the post, having to do all the things that a marketing team can be hired to do and let the DJ just fucking focus on music. There's a value on that side. And I'm saying you cannot ignore that anymore. I've even seen some of my friends that have been a part of that shit, but just not even empower none of this no more. You know why? Because it takes too much work. To build this type of relationship with this artist who, you know, is an artist and is not up during work hours, does not understand work hours, doesn't live in the work community, is a very dedicated craftsman. There's a lot of DJs that do that. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of DJs that deserve the opportunity for the power 
of that or the 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 position of that Friday night from 10 to 2 a.m. They don't need help. They don't need they need all that space. They need all four hours. They might need eight hours. Mm-hmm. And if you give them that space and if there's space is created for those DJs, there's more value there. Like, hey, you can't give up one fucking night in your nightclub <laughs> out of the month for this type of DJ and figure out if you can compare the, and contrast what we're actually focusing on. Maybe you can implement some of that stuff into the regular other nights that you have so you can expose more value to the rest of your nightclub. But if you have one of these spots, it could be a bar. It could be a lounge. You just have a good idea and a good emphasis on what your narrative, what you're trying to bring to the table with music as a DJ to put people in a room to control an energy. There is value in there. I feel like everybody spends too much time on before 10 p.m. Nobody gives a fuck about what happens between 10 and 11, 11 to 12, 12 to 1, 1 to 2. And it should not be looked at like that. It should be looked at as a mood. There shouldn't be a time. Yo, if motherfucking this dude wants to DJ for three hours, well, guess what? He fucking snapped and let him cook. Let her cook. Now it's my turn to get on. Okay, cool. I'm going to finish and do what I got to do at this point. But it's not going to be like that every week. Right. And if you just if you pick the right DJs, if you pick the right ones that understand that value, and I'm not saying there isn't that either. I'm saying that shit exists. There's plenty of DJs all over the world that have that type of relationship with their venue. I'm just saying I, I really want to shine the light on the DJs that don't have that opportunity in that space and are potentially just making money in DJing and not really DJing in none of these spots because they're not allowed to. How can DJing exist in that environment? That's what I want to ask. You're you're like a real purist, though. You're like yeah. I was gonna say purist, that you're just you about know? the craftsmanship, yeah. and the artistry of DJing. Like yeah. let and somebody I'm, express their ideas and stuff like that, yeah. and don't worry about the marketing stuff. But I was gonna ask you, from what it seems like, Tim taught you to do everything around a party and self promote yourself. So why not incorporate that? as a DJ while you're working for a bigger club. Does that make sense? Well, the thing is, sh- he doesn't <clears throat> want to conform. He doesn't want to conform to whatever standards that a nightclub yeah, yeah, yeah. sets for him. So I think that's one of the, the reasons why you love Twitch so much because you don't have to conform for anybody. It's it's literally a space for you to decide how long you're going to DJ, what you want to play, you know, uh, what you want to say, you know, what kind of vibe you want to set. What experience you, you want to give so, yeah. like. They, you know, Twitch to to me. For I'm a designing lot of, a venue, right? For a lot of DJs mm-hmm. as yourself, kind of gave you guys the opportunity to create your own universe. You know, mm-hmm. you know all sense, I've ever you know? said I needed was I need, and, and this is how I would negotiate. I want to tell you about a deal that I've done here, and I want to share that with everybody because yeah. I'm trying to say like I know the value over here because this is how I exist. I have to analyze and be this critical about everything because. Uh, I just see there's more money on this side. Um, And if you're talking about making money as a DJ, I'd much rather you focus on making, like, don't worry about making money as a DJ. Worry about getting paid to DJ. It's two different sentences right there. Like, you need to know the difference of the value of how you put that shit up. And that's something I'm learning through Twitch, too. It's like the ignorance of me in some spaces that I'm putting up 66 hours in a month and uh, I'm well accounted for on Twitch. So I'm in these spaces ignorantly, meaning there's no promo going out. I'm just jumping on live and I'm in a way teaching my crowd how I want to perform on this platform, which is a good thing because some people got stuck in the fact that they're talking too much. Now they're communicating and now they want to DJ. It's like if you just I never was the type of 
salesman to sell to the person i put it in front of you you want it you got it it's yours but you but you realize that there is an importance to being a salesman as well there are yeah you know, yeah you know what i'm saying like sell yourself not your soul you know it's it's a because there's a fine line of selling yourself and, and selling your soul because when you're an artist or you're creative you know your soul is in the work so you well, are selling I, you're selling a piece of yourself so there's a, there's always a fine line i feel like a lot of artists get get um get in a weird in a weird stage after a certain while when they've been in an industry like i've always said being a nightclub dj you know being working in clubs for damn I, I would say almost 20 close to 20 years over 20 years right now like i'm in a different space where like yo i'm so used to djing for the club figuring out what the club wants and what the crowd wants and reading a crowd and reading a room i'm so easily like i used to say like i'm the biggest whore like you know we've been whoring for 20 years you know you know just yeah. Like, yeah just reading the crowd but it's it's a skill level that like i cannot escape even now like if i see a you crowd, shouldn't yeah. it should exist you should make room for this yeah and that's you and that's what i'm saying this is the most beautiful thing that could have happened for djing mm -hmm. uh it's not a band-aid it is 100% a redesign of DJing. We right. have been given an opportunity where we can now control the narrative. And I've always said to investors or people that I, that I negotiate with when I'm trying to land a spot, I'm, I really all I say is I just need your four walls. Like I need your four walls and your liquor license. I don't give a fuck about the name of your club. I don't even work in marketing. I'm not even going to put your fucking name of the club on the flyer. You're going to have an address. You don't know the type of marketing that I'm on. Um, I want well, that, well, to speak That's not good either, man. That's not a, a good meeting to have with a venue. Like, yeah, I don't, you know, all I need is- No, just... man, they're having a meeting with me. He's <laughs> taking the power but back. But there's got to be a mutual, you know, collaboration if you're doing Hell something. Hell no, like if you don't know what the fuck you're doing, because if you're, if you're booking all of what's going on in here, and then here I'm trying to come in and do what I'm doing, I got to unteach you. You got to unlearn all that bullshit when you're working with me. <laughs> oh my God. I don't get the 15 You got to learn everything. Everything I don't be yeah. your way it's on his time i have to from my perspective in order to survive so the way there's no compromise there's no compromise you, you you don't want to compromise anything pretty much why would i compromise anything if all i'm asking for is a 50 50 <laughs> i mean yeah it's 50 i'm not them, asking for 10 percent. i'm asking for 50 is that too much i think mean, yeah so I'm trying to do a partnership. I'm trying to do a partnership here. That's why. But a partnership includes compromise. Like, oh, yeah, but know. that's the 50. That's what they get. Yeah, but you not putting their name on a flyer is not compromise. That's fucked up. No, like. I'm not even trying to put my name on a flyer. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's so many more ways to, to utilize every box that we are faced, whether it's a flyer, right. whether it's a video screen, or it's an Instagram post. Like, the box to me is different. I see it from a perspective of I have to control it. And I'm going to explain that. I have a party I did in Chicago called These Are the Breaks. We, I, um, wanted, I wanted to talk about that party, These Are the Breaks. Me and, me and Jamie were talking about that. Yeah, good, 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 uh, you, it's good format. Yeah, yeah. So, it, I mean, I don't want to cut you off, but it's basically yeah. a party that was surrounded about playing the original samples of, mm -hmm. of, of certain probably mostly hip-hop r&b music right everything every everything. sample everything house. every samples yeah everything 
Wait, was it still like I, I'm still wondering how did you format this party? How did you, you know what oh I'm saying? Oh my God. It was a blessing in disguise. Shout out to Joe. Um, I won't say his last name, but shout out to Joe from uh, Atomic Group who reached out to me to do this idea at a location called Untitled that is downtown in Chicago. He reached out and was like, Ruben, I want you to do something. We have an idea uh, of doing some type of hip hop with samples. And I'm like, oh yeah, I mean, I already do that. Like it's a, in the way I look at uh, flipping samples is like, it's like a, it's like a skill in DJing. It's one skill, one of the many swords you can acquire inside of DJing of knowledge to know that you can flip samples using turntables. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you say flip and- samples, you mean like, can you explain that's like playing the original and going into the sampled song, basically like a, a like a nice transition into it and not just dropping the original sample and then dropping the sample, uh, the sampled song. Right. Right. I'm talking perfection. And so I, what I did was I, I just uh, expanded on this idea and I created a three and a half hour party. That's a lot of work. Yeah, lot of I work. love that shit. It's a work, a lot of work for a lot of other people. Not for someone who loves music. <laughs> it's, I mean, yeah, it's a lot of work. So I have a question. What do you think about all of these? Because there's like a new, like, especially on TikTok, there's been this like a new emergence of like DJs doing these sample routines, very much like your party was based on. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, you you're know, right. Yeah. I, yeah oh, you know, man. I think I think uh, like even the Serato Instagram, they've been doing reels of uh, like fortunes. One of their one of the guys there. And Yo, I respect. Think, yeah, so he's been doing a lot of that, but there's been like you know, there's been mixed reviews and comments of of like, because some of the samples are obvious or like you know some some of them you know what I'm saying like and you know there's a lot of disgruntled older older DJs old heads on there that's like yo I don't need to hear you know the the chic sample then don't listen with your old ass yeah (laughs) don't listen with your old ass this isn't for us it's not for us at all. I love Serato's attempt to reach out to the broader market mm-hmm. using this kid who is clearly executing everything he's done. He's doing the research, creating the videos. He's doing shit we won't fucking do. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Uh, so everybody that says that shit, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, can I say that for everybody? Like, I'm the vessel to say that. I can do that. I think he has been telling people to shut up. He's been doing, you know. He shouldn't be. That's <laughs> No, no, no. He needs a manager. He needs a bulldog. Hire me, bro. Shut the fuck up, y'all. Please. Can we like, nah, man, we're not going to do that to this kid who clearly is showing effort. That's all we need to salute. Yeah. He's educating motherfuckers. This is how we salute him like this, like that. That's how we salute him. <laughs> <laughs> salute to you fortunes <laughs> yeah you know and uh it's it's true man like uh and that's the point that's kind of what i was doing for downtown chicago anyway where it's like hey you motherfuckers that like to spend money in bottles over here why don't y'all get educated and have an actual great time and snap out of the fucking spell you're in and uh come enjoy these red velvet walls right. and these gold trussels and me and i'm wrapping this bitch up and it feels like honey mm-hmm. you know what i mean like and it's me. I get to fucking control how much sound it is. It's me and my guy, Catfish, who's the sound guy. And we have a complete understanding of what the fuck is going on in here and what I'm trying to accomplish. Yeah. yeah. So uh, just to get to it, like what I want to share is just the, the, the deal on this. Like when I started this, this is the first happy hour really in this new wave of laws in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So I did that. We did it at Untitled. We started at five o'clock. The venue opened at 430. They would have dinner. There was no marketing. There was no nothing. That same day that I opened up These Are The Breaks, uh, I had a day party that I was doing called uh, Ditch Day Party with my friend Dre and, and uh, Jason. 
I headlined that party and they were kind enough to send everybody because I was, it was like a ditch day party. Like people were at this party at two o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday mm-hmm. and they brought them all there at, at five o'clock. And the first party we do there, I was able to show everybody what the fuck I do because I haven't really introduced myself in the form of what I do for myself personally as boy genius. So this was my first adventure as a boy genius, so to speak. I was introducing that. So like, bro, I have a fucking packed room. That whole day party came over here. That room is packed, killed it for the the first three hours. And then that's the biggest lessons I learned. I didn't capitalize on none of that shit. I didn't have no physical flyers in the room. I didn't have the collection or the ideology to collect emails. I didn't know this is an opportunity that I have to take. I have to create these spaces. I can't just worry about the music. Like I have to learn how these things are doing it if I'm going to do it from the top. You gotta um, be. You gotta be a salesman. You gotta exactly. Be, yeah. Or you gotta be a businessman. <laughs> right. I'm exploring all this shit. I'm like, yo, this is fucking nuts. Literally, the following week, nobody showed up. So how'd you turn this uh, around? How'd you turn this around? We we hired sponsors. We had we kicked it off with Kettle One and Tangeray, and then uh, I would make the room how I wanted. I would talk to the sound guy. I would talk to the servers. I would talk to the bartenders. Hey guys, here's what's going on. Here are the list of drinks that we made that are named of songs. So footsteps in the dark. And then you got another drink next to it called uh, today was a good day. And then you got between the sheets and then you got big Papa. Which one do you want? Mm. You know, like that's clever. Those are the, yeah. those are the drinks that you can get based off of the party. Now that's just part of the experience. And I'm like, yo, I need a candle on every single table. We need to have these flyers on every single table now and put the matches next to the table so that people can take that shit. I'm like, those tangible things are the most important thing right now if we're dealing with the five to eight crowd who are trained a certain way and are also old enough to understand that old marketing exists and it's valuable potentially. You know what I mean? Like, fuck that. We need to tell people this is exactly where they need to be every week. Mm-hmm. And we did that for two years. And I've had some big DJs come through. We had Shortcut, Scratch Bastard. We booked Pete Rock for my one year anniversary. And we put a bunch of teams together to make sure that that happened in four days. And I was telling them, I'm like, this isn't the thing we need to really create a long runway for. You understand? I'm like, if we just market properly and we put all the efforts in place for that to exist, we had Red Bull, my, a local team called Code Chillin', and then myself uh, doing the flyers and, and organizing the party. Our mission is to look great. My goal is to be in history. I'm not trying to do something for the night. So I'm motivated by other things. And I want everyone to know, like, there's a lot of good spaces over here, but a lot of spaces over here won't give you opportunities like this. And I don't think you would get an opportunity like this if you're not so sure about who you are, what you do. I was lucky enough to land this opportunity with these people. And they gave me all the room to work. Actually, they gave me all the room to fail. That's how I looked at it. I'm like, I'm not going to fuck this up. It's just not going to happen. Right. So I have a question. Is this party still running? It's still going? No, I do a version now on Twitch called Coffee Breaks. Okay. So I still keep the idea of music in that space. And there's there's actually a lot more room because I don't like confining myself to musical ideas. And I want to talk about that later in the Twitch world where we're saying, you know, the names of titles of streams, you kind of lock yourself into that space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and also that could happen for venues too. You say, uh, if you have a whack ass idea like reggaeton versus reggae, and that's the name of your fucking party, then it's right. like, Yo, you really didn't put no fucking effort into this, huh? What? I've always um, talked, I've always talked to people who, who throw parties and who are doing like marketing promotions for nightclubs. I'm like, yo, never, never label a party with a genre, like label it a vibe. I don't like the yeah. idea of people putting hip hop, house, reggae, reggaeton, 
bachata, salsa, merengue, all under their fucking flyer. It's like, can you give a little mystery? Like, <laughs> like, yo. So I, we're yeah. never gonna get a we're never gonna get a cumbia party from Boy Genius. Hell yeah, bro! I don't look. Listen, even, <laughs> so even on that. <laughs> okay, I don't Shit. care. No, well, check this out. Actually, because of the politics that exists here in Chicago, a lot of people are afraid of putting Mexicans in one fucking room. Yeah. You know? So it's like for well, my Jamie. Jamie was saying you'll never label the party that. Like, like <laughs> no, name, I actually name did. That. No, I actually did. <laughs> what did you, what did you label it? It was called <laughs> pura pinche cumbia. But check say, this out. I couldn't say that one more time. Say that one more time. It was called pura pinche cumbia. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I couldn't find a venue to do it in. I had already created a splash that where I was gathering emails to sell a party. Or just, you know, let people know, hey, I'll hit you guys back. Just fill this shit up. Let me know you guys are interested. Right. Go to the Splash that put your email in here, and I'll see. Bro, I had 360 people in a day. I'm like, yo, okay, where can I put these 360 people? I'm probably going to get like 50 or 60, you know, out of those 360 people. Because mm-hmm. I think my uh, – when I, when I throw a fishing, you know, rod out there okay. and, and I'm – yeah, hook out there – uh, I think it's very targeted, so I am going to have a higher turnout. I'm more focused on my the crowd that I've reached in in some spaces. Right. Um, so so wait wait so was, so so other so so people shouldn't label their parties and limit themselves unless they're you because you because you can do it right. No, no. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people can do this. Okay, and that's what I'm saying. If I'm doing it, okay, I'm but, sharing it out okay. of the grace of my heart. Okay, so oh, okay. It, it's, yeah. I thought you were saying that like DJ shouldn't limit their parties mm-hmm. or their things to. No, genres. that's exactly what I'm saying too. But don't I'm saying don't get involved with with spaces like that if you can't do that. Right, right. right. Oh, don't box doing, yourself in if you can't. Yeah, cable yeah don't do that, and don't get involved with other people that are boxing you in with something that don't vet things like right, that. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you're if you're already getting booked into a reggae party and you don't play reggae. And I'm talking reggae, yeah, yeah. not dancehall, not soca, not like there's a whole different community. Like you got to know that shit. Yeah, yeah. If you're not vetted in that area, please remove yourself. So, uh, so, so, it, so it's hard for you to throw like a, well, let's call it Latin. Let's not call it Mexican. A Latin party in Chicago like well, that? Chicago's kind of racist, right? It's like the-, the A lot of racist. Yeah, it's really racist. I feel like there's so many Mexicans there though. There's a lot it's of Mexicans. It's true. Like I was talking with Jamie about this. Jamie, right? Mm-hmm. There's been a, mm-hmm. like kind of an emergence of cumbia remixes. I mean, you you were doing re- you did some great cumbia remixes. Some good ones, not because he's you cool were, with me, but yeah. some good ones. You were mixing <laughs> like hip hop, hip hop and cumbia. Jamie, you showed me a yeah. bunch of shit. You showed me Uchi Wally. So happy, you guys. yeah. He's about to cry. No, no, uh, no. I really am because it's so important <laughs> to have this conversation about race right. and why I do what I do. Yeah, because right. you march Uchi Wally Wally to a cumbia. Well, I, I, I want to talk about these songs. I want to intro these songs, and we're going to play a little bit uh, on, yes, of it. Yes, please. So, let's do it. So you did like a, a, a hip-hop cumbia remix for Uchi Wally. And then you did a Mariah Carey and Busta Rhymes. I know, I know what you want. Baby, if you give it to me, I'll give it to you. I know what you want. You know I got it. Baby, if you give it to me, I'll give it to you. As long as you want, you know I got it. Baby, you did a great one with Fuji La.
what I liked how what you did is you kind of replayed all the elements and then you changed kind of the some of the the rhythms the sequence right? too and the drums and the drum patterns to cumbia and uh, it's just really great and you and you were saying that you did charge a hundred dollars for an edit like yes. on some Nipsey Hustle shit right like that is correct <laughs> I told you Cricket you thought and, I was crazy like, people, I remember him telling me every edit is a hundred dollars are you the first yeah. are you the first DJ to put out a hundred dollar edit. I don't know. I really don't care about that stat, really. <laughs> yeah, I'm about the stat. I don't care about that one. What I know what I was trying to do there was kind of just, I'll tell you my uh, cryptic thing, what I was doing there. Yeah. Uh, I've been making remixes and edits for all of my career. So I've been producing, I haven't been on radio for like six years and having to understand how to make, you know, how to stretch ideas and slow ideas down in a DAW. It's my shit. I love that shit. So I've been training myself how to do that. And then sometimes I get the courage to share that with people when I'm DJ live. So I don't really share none of that shit. I've never shared any of those edits, none of my ideas. I feel like those are the stones you're supposed to put in your own pocket. Right. When I started doing it on my own, I started seeing the, you know, the culture of people sharing their edits. I was very like, what? Why would you do that? Right. Just confusing the sense of not understanding that other DJs uh, could potentially put your music further or your idea further. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the way I looked at it is like, you're stealing my thunder. Like, I need that energy when I play that music in the club. I need that everyone to recognize that that's me that did that, you know? Um, and But that's why it's so close to the chest to me, where it's like, that's how I play the game. Yeah, yeah. So I, every idea has to be mine. And I can't use anybody else's or I can't work in that environment where people think it's okay to take mine. Um, it's very, it's a real, it, it's a lot of things have happened to me in that space where I have to understand what's happening, you know, what's going on. Right. And, so with the hundred dollar mixes with that yeah. you did, you 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 put that value on that edit, like yo, this is this is. Well, that's what it, I did it as a front. So I just want to appear in your search bar. That's all. I realized that was important. Mm -hmm. And if anybody bought it, then great, you got a fucking great remix at a hundred dollars. <laughs> and now yeah. you're gonna value that shit differently. You're gonna find a fucking space for this bitch. But, but how much is it now? But how much is it now? <laughs> it's a dollar now because that's I'm being up. kind. <laughs> that's fucked up. You gotta bro. understand. No, it's not fucked up because I only sold three records at a hundred dollars. Okay, <laughs> only sold three. That's but that's the thing. Three, three records for a hundred bucks each. You did. You did. And now it's for a dollar. Out of the two dollar, years that I had. Out of the two years I was participating only in the search bar, I had my edits up for two hundred or for a hundred dollars each. All oh, so, of them. So you waited two years before you dropped it to a dollar. Correct. Because the okay. pandemic started, I realized the rise in streaming, everyone's gonna need music and potential new portals because you're gonna run out of your dry ass library. I know right. you are. Because you're DJing in nightclubs. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm sorry, no, no pun, no no offense. Or maybe all offense. I don't know. But that one <laughs> that one I will I, I will line out and say I don't know about that one yet. Yeah, but yeah. I will say this is that was an epiphany I had to have to I just no longer wanted to participate in the search bar. Yeah. I needed you to have this shit right. because it was that important for you now in this environment. There's an opportunity. There's maybe you can introduce somebody to something new. So I'm like, yeah. oh, man, let me lower this down. Yo, you know what? I still need to eat. But can y'all, you know, chop it up for a dollar? Is that cool? Cool. And I did that. It was 99% off, G. Like, go get that shit. And if you're not motivated, then you don't love DJing. Yes. Like, so. Did you and, catch Did you catch flag for that, though? No. No, I don't. No. No one's ever. No one said, yo, are you crazy for a oh, oh, like that? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Everyone tells me I'm crazy. And that just tells me I'm doing something right. So I'm just very. 
understanding that uh, I can't listen to the younger generation. I also can't listen to the older generation. I am in the moment where I have to create my own path. Yeah, we we and, we, we got it clear that you always listen to Boy Genius. To Boy <laughs> Genius, <laughs> you listen to. Yourself. I listen to the versions that right. is created by the people around me because right. I'm being checked left and right. You don't yeah. understand that. Like but my I, homies, look, my family doesn't let me do what I want to do in a, in an instance. They're always telling me right. respect what. You know, shut the fuck up or, you know, look at it like this. And I'm always like, oh, okay, you're right. But it's like when I come out and I say things out loud, it's like I don't really know if I'm, what I'm saying is right or the tone that I'm saying is right. But I know what I know what I'm saying is true. It's authentic yeah. to you. It's it's 100 percent. My reality. Yeah, I'm telling reality. you what I yeah, see. Yeah. Right. Oh, I, mm-hmm. think I respect that. You know, it, uh, I don't care. to. I don't care if people share with why well, I do this. It's like you're just projecting on me now. Gee, I'm just telling you what the fuck I see. No one asked you for your fucking opinion and my <laughs> respectively. Get the fuck out of my shit. I'm telling you what I see. You I should like, be listening. I like the respectively. I like that. Yeah, I like the respect. No, no one gives a fuck about your opinion. Respectively. No one. Respectfully. <laughs> respectfully. Like yeah. Is that, like that, that what we say? Like, isn't that what we do? Like, yeah. is that okay? The finger hearts? Yeah. Like, it's in, a hashtag. Like, why am I held at such a high standard if everyone else can bullshit? How come I can't bullshit? You know what I, I mean? Know. Like, well, yeah, no. I, w- I want to go back to this cumbia though. I, I think yeah, the, no, the blending of the hip hop and cumbia, you know, like because I want to come up with that shit and, well, and the race problem in Chicago. Yes. That's where it came from. Okay, can Got you it. explain? Can you explain? Can you go on? So there? you asked about having a cumbia party. Yeah, I couldn't find a venue to throw my party that I came up with called Pura Pinche Cumbia, which is also not <laughs> original at all. Right. No, I did a fucking simple ass test of something really simple for the basics out there. I needed to just try something. So I called it Pura Pinche Cumbia, which is the lowest hanging fruit if you're going to call a party a cumbia party. Can you mm-hmm. can you translate that? Pura Pinche? I, it just means all fucking cumbia. I couldn't find a venue. And I tried to go to like the, the Spanish promoters and they're telling me this will never work. Mm-hmm. When we can't throw an all cumbia party all night. And I'm like, why not, man? They do it in Cicero for like six hours. Till like eight in the morning. Why? Why can't that happen downtown? Why can't we do it at Mo's Cantina? Why can't we do it at this spot, this rooftop? How come we can't? And I'm like, oh, I get it. You can't. Got it. Get the fuck out of my way. There you go. Nice. <laughs> I, knew, the, I knew that uh, was coming. <laughs> but the, the the city and how they view Latinos had a lot to do with that. I'm guessing, right? One hundred percent. And that's how they view everybody that is not white or in money. Yeah. So 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 Mexicans, even though. You know, we've been up there for quite some time. They still kind of neglected and kind of pushed to the side. And well, how we ch- looked up there, like, are we just a bunch of fucking cartel motherfuckers or? No, I mean, I don't want to speak like, for all of Chicago. Like I said, I just want to say there's good Spanish parties happening in Chicago where they are powered by good people. There are good DJs back there. Shout mm-hmm. to DJ Gordo. Shout to DJ Dam Dam, uh, part of V5. Mm-hmm. Um, and V5 is a decent, uh, has re has has resurfaced as a new power group in Chicago. It used to run a bunch of nightclubs in Chicago and they're Hispanic oriented only. And they throw hip hop and Hispanic events all over the city from 26th Street in Little Village to downtown nightclubs. Yeah. D, I think we, we DJed like a, didn't you, uh, I DJed a, like a reggaeton party in Chicago, like a Latin hip hop party in Chicago. It was like a two story oh, party. D, did yeah, you yeah, do yeah, that? yeah. Did I did that. that too. Oh, shit. What was it called? It was a rooftop. It was amazing, actually. It was you know what's dope. hilarious? Yeah. I've never DJed that shit, and I live here. And that's what I'm <laughs> <No>. saying. <laughs> and, he's, and he's Mexican. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm probably the most perfect person for that job, honestly. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, uh, 
But they hired a, they hired a Korean and, and, a, and black a black dude from Inglewood. <laughs> don't know where I fit in. Like, what do I have to do? Like, what where what train am I missing? Do you get what I'm saying? Like, you guys yeah. are on a different train than me, and I live here, and that's something I feel like it might it might be me and where my narrative is and how I've controlled it up until this point, where I've excluded myself from the you know the visibility of those people booking those environments, but. Uh, and I take responsibility for that, but I did that on purpose mm-hmm. because I needed to know who's what and where I'm getting supported from because I'd much rather know that than to play this other game that doesn't really satisfy me. So then when you so, started this cumbia party, right? Yeah. You did it I on- couldn't do it on a venue. I had to do it on a yacht. So all summer, I threw three summer uh, yacht parties. I did uh, Memorial Day, July 4th, and then Labor Day. Nice. Three cumbia parties on a yacht. Wow. And I had to front $2,500 to get that boat secured and then i was able to make money off the tickets so everything i was able to do i I collected like four or five grand uh and then i had to pay everybody right you know what i mean so it's like you didn't really make a lot of money but the idea was there Mm -hmm. it all just came out to zero and i'm like that's fucking amazing like and off the strength of that and we showed we proved to everybody you can put mexicans on one spot as isolated as a boat and nothing is gonna happen (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. You know, don't just G- exist in Little Village. I got no, it. G, like in Little Village was in there. Cicero was in there. And, you know, Evanston was in there. You know, Pilsen was in there. The whole area of people that don't go to none of those areas that because of all the segregation that exists here in Chicago. I don't go to the north side. I don't go to Evanston. I don't go to Cicero because I'm, I'm locked in the Chicago's Pilsen area. And I really don't have to stray too far from here because I have a community and an ecosystem that exists here. And so do they. Mm-hmm. Just because of the survival taxes we have to create in existing in Chicago, we have to be a commutative area. Um, is there and, a, is, uh, is there a future? Sorry to cut you off. Is there no. a fu- is there a future for Cumbia to become a little bit more mainstream and cross? Well, it already has. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I saw it in the development after I did those parties to kind of prove to people the right. whole like I started V5 flyers go up. And now they added cumbia to that list of music mm-hmm. at the bottom that they put up there. And I'm like, I've never seen that, actually. I mean, mm-hmm. and I've never seen it either. And I've never really saw the emergence like like I have in the past year or so of cumbia coming yeah. out and hearing it more. And even, even West Coast DJs, like Cali DJs. I mean, they were all I've shared hit. a lot to the homies, man. I yeah. feel like I've given I feel like I've given the perspective to a lot of people that are in power positions in the West Coast, on the East Coast, and just got their ears attention and, and keep feeding them good shit because uh, cumbia is important to me uh, for the basis of what it represents in the Latin community, right? Uh, from a Mexican perspective, and also my family's Tejano, so my family that's from Texas, like uh, I've been taught kind of what the basis of what cumbia is, and I've I've always had it in my life from the association to Selena, from being a part of like, um, just the community of people that uh, listen to Tejano music in Chicago. Right. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of Tejanos in Chicago too. Uh, a lot of Mexicans are here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I say all that to say like, it was difficult to break that spell to show everybody and we did. And then from that point, that's when I also realized I need to share my music because yeah. what I've been coming up with, having spent seven years in Timbuk Tuesdays, which is predominantly black uh, in an Asian community of like hip hoppers mm-hmm. and not so much Hispanics. Like I can't bring my pura pinche cumbia crowd there. They're not going to really understand how to. And they're also not going to be comfortable because in some spaces, low key, Hispanics are more racist than white people towards black people. 
So I don't know if I could ever mix those crowds. Well, you know what probably, I'm saying? Probably not racist, but prejudice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there definitely there's prejudice. I think everywhere. all of that. Yeah. I think all of that. Yeah. Actually, mm-hmm. that whole ugly words collective, all yeah. of that exists over here too. Yeah. And being aware of that and speaking towards that, mm-hmm. having to understand. In some cases, I'd love to put them together. Yeah. Of course. I would love to put them together. So Kumbia La La came out. I was sitting in my studio in Pilsen. That's the, and, that's uh, a, that's Fuji La. That's like Fuji a remix La. of Fuji La that you did. You called Kumbia right. La La. Yeah. Kumbia La La. Right. Kumbia yeah. um, La La. Um, and I learned in, in, I remember that space, the headspace I was in, the frustration I was dealing with, understanding that uh, you know, I can't do what I want to do specifically at Untitled because everybody's kind of locked into this shell of like what's going on on the other side of the street. I can't break them out of that shit by myself. And there's nobody over here trying to help me do that. Mm-hmm. And then I, here I am just looking at like the angry DJ waving a flag. And it's like, no, guys, I'm trying to say uh, there's more of us, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and uh, we should give more people. The people you're stepping on are the people you need to give opportunities to. Um, and... I was like, I'm just frustrated with the idea. You know, I'm doing cumbia. I'm doing uh, my own festivals. Like I'm being a part of like beach parties with a track. I'm doing all these different worlds and I'm playing all of them. And uh, I can't put none of them together as much as I want to. I can't put them together in a venue because that's radical, I guess. And I can't, um, I can't tell people like, I want to do one thing for four hours. That's radical. Um, I can't tell people this is the level of DJing that's going to exist. That's radical. Yeah. Um, and I also can't say I want to do it from the top and I want you to do it with me. So we have a 50 50. We can do this like this. Have an understanding that we're both going to make money together. And as soon as this shit's over, if we do all the math right, I don't have to look at you. Peace. Well, like well, mm-hmm. you're building it up and, and it's actually it's coming. You know, it's all happening at the right time i feel like especially with the selena series uh on netflix mm-hmm, yeah. right i feel yeah. like it's all happening at the right time because i've never even seen a lot of like you know uh mexican americans and la and cali i've never seen them really i mean you know they all embrace being uh, you know mexican american but i've never seen them dj cumbia music and really you know, speak in Spanish and really embrace that, you know? And I've, I've started right. to see that a lot more in the past year, probably more on Twitch. And I, I remember Jamie was one of the first DJs that I heard personally, you know, when he did a Twitch for, for Road. Um, and he was mixing hip-hop and cumbia, and I'm like, yo, you got something over there. And I and I think Jamie, yeah. I was like, I've never heard anyone mix that hip-hop and cumbia shit. And, and lo and behold, I know you were making these remixes the year before. And um, mm. I, I feel like, uh, you know, I, I remember, Jamie, you said Audio One even hit you like, yo, that's some that's a dope concept, you know? Like, yeah, he was like, yo, that's some shit that I've never really experienced when you like really mix it um, together live. Right. And I, I was just like, dude, I've been doing I was doing that shit in venues that I was DJing. I wasn't Hell going yeah. I wasn't going full and deep, but I was giving them the taste of what they can relate to, what sound can they You're fucking to DJing. It. That's what you're saying. That's all you have to say. I was DJing. <laughs> no, nah, but I was trying to make an ex. Well, in your sense, I was trying to make an experience and a vibe for people to understand right. differently. Where I'm mixing Selena with Nipsey Hussle, and they were like, "What the fuck was that?" Like that mm-hmm. shit blew their mind. So when uh when I got a hold of your your edits, I was like, "Oh shit, 
there's, 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 they're like, you know, I found like the last of the Mohicans. I'm like, oh shit, there's <laughs> others. Right. And uh, yeah, that's one thing. But I was going to ask you, does that, when you did that, did you feel closer to your culture? Because it did for me. Oh my and God. I, and I, and I know, and I, I mean, you spoke about this before. You're, you're Tejano. So in the Mexican world, that's labels in a certain way. I want to, I want to, I'm sorry. I'm raised Tejano. I wasn't born in Texas. I was born in Elgin. So my family, I just adopted all the Tejano traits growing up. So like, I felt like I, I was just raised Tejano. But yeah. I, yeah. Tejano. And, yeah. and, 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 you know, I'm from, I'm from California, you know, I'm a Chicano and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So we're kind of closer to still the older roots and the culture because, you know, Mexicans in L.A. do look at Texas, at the Hanos differently. We're like, they're whitewashed. They've been around for a long time. Mm -hmm. They adopted these new, these older, um, you know. Yeah, se creen mucho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they think they're everything. They think they're, <laughs> they're above everybody. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, Oh, I, how, I like this. I like this uh, there's conversation. Like, there's like a, there's like a. <laughs> There's like Texas, Tex-Mex Mexicans kind of against like <laughs> West Coast Mexicans. Like there's like yeah, a, it's existing. I yeah. need you to know the level of segregation. Is yeah, there's, a, there's the, a lot in, of segregation. In the media, it's 100% real. Nice. Yeah, I mean, even on the on the Selena, on the Selena uh, docu-series, docu-whatever it is, uh, show, um, she wanted to do English music in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And then she did the, 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 the cumbias and blew the fuck up because she went back to her culture and her roots. Mm -hmm. And that's how I was going to ask uh, uh, Boy Damn, Genius. I didn't even know that, but I, I have so many correlations with Selena. So yeah, that's because that's what you kind of grew up on. You know, you grew up on... She's a model 80s, to me, for sure. Yeah, like an 80s dance music. She's an artist. She's She wanted to do these... The, she wanted to be Madonna. She wanted to be uh, Cyndi Lauper and shit like that, but she didn't quite get to it till she... She got the, the, the English deal after she blew up in the Mexican Correct. culture and she did all that shit. So I was going to ask you, do you feel, because you were raised Tejano, so you probably don't have the same culture uh, lessons that I have growing up. No. So do you feel like you're getting back to that shit? I feel like I've always had them. I just never showed that to anyone. Right. Okay. Because so like insane. doing the cumbias, did you go back and listen to Salsa Peña, the Angeles Azules, things like that? I didn't have to because it was there. You get what I'm saying? I oh, still okay, lived cool, in cool. it. It's just a matter of being able to reveal this. So like, okay, you say I'm vocal on Twitter. I don't really say I'm saying anything on Twitter. Imagine what I say off Twitter. That's what I say. It's like I'm not showing anybody anything in my opinion. Yeah, you, never, um, you never felt the need to expose those things or that side of you. Right. I'm guessing, never, right? because yeah. I always do it. It's already inclusive, so it's not something I separate. And you also, and you also, you also don't think that people care about it. You don't think there's like a, a, you know, there's even a place for it. You know what I'm saying? That people well, there isn't, and that's you know. what Chicago showed me. That's right. what I'm saying. I learned head on. Right. People are telling me this is too radical. You can't do cumbia for four hours, and you can't put Mexicans in a room like this. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, shit, okay, why? Yeah. Oh, you mean you can't? Again, say you can't. Right. Tell me that. Don't try to discourage me. And that's the kind of toxicity that exists in a lot of spaces, not only in Chicago, just everywhere. Right. So, like, that's what I'm saying. I can't listen to the old heads if they don't see what I'm seeing and they don't see a profit here and they don't see that there are good people and that can understand this is the environment we're all looking for. Well, that's why it's, it's that's why it's important for people like you and individuals like yourself to show people that no, there this is there is a market for this and this is there is value to this. You know what I'm saying? And 
and uh, we can sell this and we, we can yeah, make the money fluff this, can ex- you know? The fluff can totally exist. You guys have spent so much time, and I'm just talking about, I'm just talking in general, this, you guys have spent so much time putting in effort on creating the fluff. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. Now, now that that's been created, it now exists. Cool. Where is the interest in actual DJing? Well, you know, this is the thing that this is this kind of relates to the conversation of nightclubs and Twitch, right? Is that ultimately bottle service is a formula for making money, right? And everyone has it's a, followed. You know, that white formula. people love algorithms, man. It's crazy. <laughs> it's a formula for making money, right? It's this formula works, and then a DJ or an individual has to break the mold and be like, "Oh, we can add this to the formula," and they just keep adding things to the same formula. But at a certain point, it becomes redundant, right? It just becomes a predictable and redundant. And that's why it's important for like, like DJs as yourself, individuals as, as yourself, who's kind of leading this cumbia movement in kind of the mainstream DJ world. And, you know, it's like integrating these worlds. I think it's really important. You know what I'm saying? And I think it affects, you know, you're in Chicago, but it's affecting motherfuckers on the West Coast. You know what Man, I'm I saying? hope it affects the whole world. Yeah. I hope it becomes its own epidemic, like right. straight up, because <laughs> um, I, I, I'm going to read what I wrote. Real DJs provide real DJs. And when I say real DJs, oh, my God, I am not talking about a hashtag. I'm not talking about your friend who's a fucking DJ. I'm not talking about your cousin who just picked up DJing. I'm talking about the craft that have existed for about 40 to 50 years. DJing. The stats, the thing that has always gotten you through when you know, if you know how to DJ, you got through the transitions of when CDs got presented. You got through the transition of when Serato was presented. You were able to exist and you got on Twitch. You got through all that shit because of DJing, your skill, the focus on all those, all those stats. If you don't honor those things, I don't know what you're doing, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, why... Real DJs provide an experience. Why not give club goers a new experience? We've spent all this time inside and nobody has been more motivated to be out than ever. I believe there's a golden opportunity to stop focusing on money and focusing on creating moments. And everybody just needs a little courage. Mm -hmm. Everybody to talk to their fucking promoter who likes to get their dick sucked, their GM who's always in their fucking (laughs) ear. Like you need a little courage to tell them, shut the fuck up. Thank you for your input, your jo- your line and your job of communication stops as soon as 10 o'clock hits. Now it's my turn to drive. Please let me drive. I don't just do this for you. I work in different environments. I exist as an artist. People call me to be here and I'm speaking and I'm using myself as a shell for everyone to say that to, to, to somebody. I exist as an artist. I book myself at different environments. People reach out to me. Give me the credibility and respect at the very least to let me do my motherfucking job. And give me the room to create something special for the people that are actually here. And I think that logic has been lost in all the business that's being made. Mm -hmm. It's like, cool, let that shit work. Cool, do all that shit. But give somebody a night where they can and also give them your resources to be able to develop something like that on the contrast of your spot. That's the only thing I'm saying is where is this shit? Because if they're doing Tao on Tuesdays, Wednesday, Thursdays, and Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays here in Chicago, and you don't have anything going on there besides that same level of business, I have a problem with you. I have a problem with all the DJing that's going on in there. I have a problem with motherfuckers playing 99 problems in 2021. Like, can you stop? 
feeding these motherfuckers? What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? I'm just sick of that shit because there's too many wasted opportunities and there's so, many mon- so much money left on the table that you could get from a fan than just taking people's money from them that night. Why don't you build a crowd for real and have a whole packed environment of people that want to spend in this bitch because of the way you make them feel? That's something you can't even monetize. That's something you can't capture. So if you focus on that, we can make money forever. It's endless. Big energy. I don't know. That's just me. I'm too radical. No, no. Big energy. Keep that big energy. I yeah. like it, man. Yeah, we need that shit for the cumbia takeover, bro. Okay, so cumbia. I did that. I was in the studio. I made that shit. I cried for three hours because of how fucking beautiful it was. And it didn't even, it wasn't me that made it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it wasn't me. I was there. I had cumbia in my heart. I was already playing cumbia. I just got done doing cumbia records or doing cumbia parties. And I'm like teasing everybody with some ideas that I'm doing. Right. And as and I'm going to give you guys all my shit, by the way. I need all of you guys to have my shit, the whole three gigs of all my edits. Thank uh, God. I, I'm going to buy $100. Yes. I would love, love it. it. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to spend $100 a track, boy. Well, right. you know what? I really hope. Uh, nobody ever has to in the future. You know what I mean? But it's like, yeah. I kind of want to also tease my crowd too, who's spending money on me. Yeah. You know, I tell people for the longest time, it's been $100 a request since 2013. Yeah. <laughs> That's I'm a not, good I'm, one. I'm, 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 not, I'm, I'm with you I'm on that one. <laughs> please, please implement that and start changing. You know, start, you could start controlling your narrative just with that one simple thing. Yeah. You, you should put make a, little, a sticker like that. Hey, you should make a sticker like that. <laughs> I'm also going to make t-shirts and I want to share this with everybody. Maybe we can make this a separate segment, but I'm going to create an idea based off of all the shit that we went through this past year. I want to start a, a, a line where you don't buy this t-shirt. It just gets handed to you and it's only get handed to DJs and potential artists where it says, uh, I'm going to go live. And if you read it wrong, it's going to say, I'm going to go live. But if you read it right, it's going to say, I'm going to go live. Mm. And that's the ideology that you need to share as a DJ moving forward. If you're going to be doing Twitch, you're going to be working in this environment, you're going to be stressing yourself out. Do not forget to live. I'm telling you, man, Boy, Boy Genius got this like pimp vibe about, about him sometimes when he speaks. He got He's this like... He's hitting that blunt. Yeah. As he hits the blunt. As he hits the blunt. <laughs> like a, a modern the iceberg slim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm yeah, yeah. I swear, you... You be saying some spiritual shit. I'd be like questioning, like, wait, what was we talking about again? I'm just maybe, yeah. it, I'm just, maybe it is spiritual. You know what I Maybe I want to say, like, he's got, got, got a little of iced tea in him, right? He's like, he's like sucking me in somehow, like on some Chicago pimp shit. I'm just like, yo, like, what? You know what I'm saying? I'm kryptonite, to be honest, man. My ideology is going to hurt a lot of See, people. See, man, when man, he says shit I'm like crypt, when he puts kryptonite and ide- ideology in, a word, in the <laughs> same <laughs> sentence. He just fucks me up. I'm like, oh, this motherfucker saying some shit. This motherfucker saying some shit. Yo, you understand when I when I met Boy Genius, I met him at a at Nam two years ago, mm-hmm. and motherfucker was just himself. Like he just the energy presence he brings off is just like that's him. You can't you can't love him or hate him. He's gonna be him. And I don't know why you would ever hate me. I don't even like a lot of people, but I don't know why you won't hate. I don't know why you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why you would hate me. And and that's the thing. A lot of people don't understand what I'm speaking to and alluding to when I speak towards the history of DJing. So when I say DJing, people think I'm talking about their version of DJing, and and they take so much offense. And I'm like, oh shit! You think I'm talking about you? No. Right. Never. You're not even in what? No. You guys go over there. Go do your thing. Leave me alone. Leave us alone. 
I mean, these are some of uh, his tweets, you know. What y'all call DJ, what y'all call DJ, and I call it a distraction. It's right? a fact. <laughs> let me let me let me go let me go through uh, the boy genius sermon right here. Go through my brain. <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> I realize I don't care about your version of DJing, just the one that exists to me. I'm yes, gonna, yes. I'm, I'm gonna go find. <laughs> I'm gonna go find more of that and do more of that for others to find. Yes, that yeah. continues. Guys, I have a whole fucking book I'm about to write about this. <laughs> I'm going to start with an op-ed. I'm going to try to get this published. I need to share this in a different format so that we can reach people. Right. You know what's I good- love speaking to DJs, and that's why I salute Serato. They're saluting. They're trying to access another crowd, and I salute that effort in the DJ spirit. We need to salute that shit. Mm-hmm. That's effort. That's scary, man. You're trying to – yeah, you're going to turn off a whole bunch of people. That's fucking scary. This is a great line from Boy Genius that he tweeted. If you're afraid of your own ideas, I'm afraid of you. That's a good yeah. line. That's a good line. Yo, you scared the shit out of me, bro. Get the fuck away from me. You mean you're going to talk all that shit and you're not going to do anything about it? Get the fuck out of here. You wasted all my time and you hurt my ears. These are my ears. Don't do that. Damn, man. Yeah, he got the Kanye in here. Drop me that pimp knowledge, man. I'm selling yeah, you. Pimp. I do want to. Sh- I do want to share my brain thoughts because I wrote a lot of points down a long time ago, starting to write this op-ed, trying to figure out what it is. But yeah. maybe we can all write this together. It doesn't just have to be me. Mm-hmm. Like this is a, a a lot from a lot of perspective. It is deep, and I'm sorry that it is that deep. But this is how I cut, man. I have to give it. Um, give us some few lines. Give, and okay. <laughs> Take us out with some of these lines. Give us, okay, give, cool. us your, give us your favorite. Your, your, your favorite three lines. Tier, yeah. No, man, I, I'm going <laughs> to. All right. DJing is a sacred art form and it must be protected or there will be no future in DJing or business in DJing. I also want to point out scratch DJs get written off because of their skill level. Some of, the, some of these well-rounded DJs are sitting at home not DJing because of today's qualifications to be a DJ. We don't promote we DJ. We don't have photo shoots. We have shots of us DJing. We don't politic. Politics are for people who want control. We are already in control if you knew. Mm. Um, by now, we have IG, but today's requirements, you can't have pictures at your, of your setup or DJing. You need to prove your worth in artwork. Actual videos of you DJing will hurt your selling point because people that are on the platform shopping for a DJ are taught to deal in exposure and focus on likes and interaction. They don't care to see a DJ or what they're what they are, only for what they post. This is like this is like I, a like a book of haikus that you wanna that yeah. you wanna Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to say I used to say, How the fuck am I supposed to condense what I do as a DJ into one minute? Used to say. Mm-hmm. And then I achieved that. And then t- the type of gigs I would get hit up or some of the most random gigs for the lowest amount of money, I'd be so offended that they think I was mean or stuck up. But in reality, I found you disrespectful. In reality, I found you disrespectful and out of your lane and uneducated. Give us one more. Give us one more. A doozy. Fuck. You got to take us out with the yeah, best you one. Was, here, you man. was going to read the whole book? Come on, man. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if I had the space, I would read everything. We, hey, maybe you can start a new Twitch night just reading this thing. Nah, I've done this already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I love it. We're, I love it. But that was to me, you know what I mean, me and my crew. But I, I just wanted to say, like, 
and I don't even need this. A DJ is much more than what we're doing with today. I just want to expose the fact. I want to bring up some points for conversation. I'll die on this hill. That's okay. You guys can kill me if you don't like me. I don't care. I'm right here. No one wants hey, to I'm kill you. No one wants to yeah. kill you. No, no, no. We love but you. I'm, I'm just saying the internet is funny sometimes. Nah. And, okay. You know, uh, I like the understanding that what I do and what I say could be considered radical, but I don't consider it radical. And if you understood that, I think we can all have a longer and bigger conversation about what we're actually doing as a whole, as a community from all over the world, not just in the business of DJing, but the things you're doing on Twitch for yourself. And I'm actually gonna start a project with my computer that I bought from GGG Goat. Shout out to Arabian Prince from NWA. Um, wow. I'm gonna borrow this computer. So I consider our, our community a, a city, right? But like, I'm the only one with a car. A lot of complaints to me are like, boy jeans, we don't have a computer. We don't have the cameras. We, don't, we can't do all this shit. And I've had that complaint to me happen a lot recently, and I'm just like, okay, then I'm gonna give you all the cameras and the computer, and we're gonna set up a, a space where you're gonna come here and DJ, and you're gonna DJ on your Twitch through my computer. Now you got a venue. Now you can get affiliated on Twitch, and I'm gonna show you how to do this so that you can make some money, because if you wanna make some money, I can't have you DJing out here in the pandemic, and you know, for $150, you want $150? Let me show you how to make it by yourself. Mm. It's beautiful, man. I Respect. feel like I feel like you're you're pushing, uh, you know, everything that Timbuktu, you know, laid paved the way for you and your city. You know, I, I love what you're doing, man. You know, I, I thank I you really guys. Appreciate it. I can't thank you guys enough for the room to speak. I cannot thank you enough for just recognizing that I'm not crazy and yeah. uh, I wanna I wa I wanna help in all of what I'm doing. I'm trying to help, and I need help helping people. Mm -hmm. And with this narrative, so the more we have this conversation, um, I'd like to, I'd like to help understand that we can discuss things in business. We can have those percentage talks where we're not taking fifteen percent; we're taking twenty-five. We can discuss situations where people get sponsored and they're in, and they're supported through their marketing, and you don't have to worry about none of that shit. That still exists, and I want everyone to know there's more opportunities, especially through Twitch. Bella Fiasco did a whole thing with Church's Chicken. You're fucking, there's a whole bunch of shit that can happen right now. Mm -hmm. I'm so amazed. I'm like amazed. And salute to Bella Fiasco. Salute to Angie V who did something with Corona. Salute to Scratch Bastard for Scratch Barbecue. Uh, DJ started from scratch. Who's out here flexing. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's a lot, man. It's a lot. Shout out to Lady Ryan. Shout out to Spinorita. Like pff, everybody's flexing right now. And I salute all of them. Shout out to DJ Get Live. Like, yo, Vince Adams. There's so many DJs in the local sphere that I just saw get up. Maurice Ice Call Pepper, who's a local radio DJ on V103, who just got up on Twitch. I'm so proud of him. They created a new right. lifeline. Yeah, yeah. Guys. It's, it's definitely like all these DJs you're naming, and there's so many others that you didn't name that, you know, are just so talented. And it's great that there's. The Jay just, Illas, the, yeah. the people that I know, the DJ Words, the, the DJ Kid Clays, who's trying to do this and make it work, and he's adamant. DJ Cutcuz, who got up from Chicago and is doing her thing on Thursdays and Saturdays. Mm -hmm. There's a brand new community. DJ Wally Sparks out of Atlanta, Ebony ATL, all these people that have created a new space. DJ Green Lantern, Soul Skate Saturdays is at a K right now. Mm -hmm. I'm amazed. Those are human souls. The value of the people that understand how to exist on Twitch is different. You can't pin them to an Instagram account. People on Instagram are trained to stay on that property. You can't do that with, it, with Twitch. They know how to exist. A thousand people are there for Green Lantern. They know what the fuck is going on and yeah, it's yeah. working. Yeah, man. Yo, uh, before we, before we uh, wrap this up, I do want to ask you, I think you in an interview, Jamie and I were talking that 
you mentioned uh, you wanted to work with Spider Tech in like 2018. Oh my god, man! We've been exchanging DMs recently about but, all the I, shit that he's been making. I've been seeing Spider Tech pushing out more cumbia, right? Cumbia. I remixes. hit him up, bro. Yeah. I sent him a DM. I sent him my Human Nature remix that I made of cumbia, uh, a remix that I made, uh-huh. and I called it Miguel Jackson's Human Nature Boy Genius Cumbia <laughs> Remix. <laughs> and uh, it's on right now, Bandcamp for a download. Right. And if uh, I'll I'll let it stay that way till the end of the month. So this is May. 17th so june 1st you have all the way until then to get this for a dollar i I would Um, love i would love to see you guys and a lot more other djs you know i'm trying to collab man i would love to i actually i'm not going outside guys i'm sorry i love everybody you guys are all very highly respected by me but i like working in the environments that make me comfortable and this is how it's going to work for me and I think it's so much better if I can see your screen. We can get my studio popping. I don't have to. Sh- we don't have to share aux cords. It's not uncomfortable. Like, bro, I'm so in love with what we're doing right now. It's the only beauty that happened out of all this this whole mess. Yeah. Well, man, yo, thank you so much for for sitting with us and and uh, coming on road podcasts and shit. I'm glad uh, you're on, and it was a definite pleasure. And I, I want to see more of the Scumbia movement and everything you're doing and your remixes and. You know, collabing with Spider Tech and even Jamie and, and Audio One and all these other great I'm, DJs I'd love doing to, it. You know? I'd love to get to it. I'd yeah. love to get to it. I'm ready. Let me know. Let's do it. Oh, and, then no, and Nopa Slaps. Nopa Slaps. Shout out to Nopa Slaps. Oh, Nopa Slaps, too. He's been doing yeah, a lot of those remixes okay. as well. Hey, yo, real quick, real quick. I want to plug DJ Audio One's Twitch page. Um, Twitch.tv slash DJ Audio One. All the homies have been holding his page down while he's been in recovery. All the DJs rallied together. They've been keeping his page going, DJing on his Twitch, uh, making sure that he's getting some money in because Homeboy's been in recovery, and we want him to focus on his health but not also worry about paying them hospital bills and paying for all his expenses while he's uh, you know recovering. Um, but the best way to really donate is to uh, send him money directly, and I want to put his PayPal up. Um, so make sure you can you know send him $2.00. whatever you can, man. Anything helps. Um, He's one of us. He's one of. He's a DJ, and this shit could happen to any one of us. And and um, we we gotta we gotta look out for each other. So if you want to watch this episode on YouTube or view some of our older episodes as well, you can go to YouTube.com/slash Road Podcasts. Like, comment, subscribe. We post new episodes every Thursday. Every Thursday, y'all, without fail. So definitely come check out the new episodes on YouTube on Thursdays. And um, yo, boy genius, thanks again for coming through, man. And hopefully, hopefully, I'll be in Chicago soon I, and we could break bread in person. Yeah, I want to go to Chicago soon, so you better come outside the house. (laughs) No, no, no. See that y'all gonna come into the crib, and if we're gonna go anywhere, I'm gonna take you guys to eat. Yeah, Um, yeah, definitely. That's it. Definitely. But uh, yeah, y'all hit me up when y'all are done, and uh, (laughs) do your thing (laughs) for sure, man. Thank you. Respect. Peace. Peace.